0: Music 64 of your favorite podcast digital digital get down
1: what's up party people
0: i almost did not stop talking because i was too busy jamming to our new theme song
1: you were rocking out you dropped your phone
0: i did in
1: a fit of dance
0: i pretended i had glow sticks like i was at like a 16 year old like rave situation
1: i hope 16 year olds don't have raves you know what i mean though? the like, equivalent the kids that, like at
0: school dances that would just like yeah. a glow stick like this did we ever mention
1: on the podcast about your potty incident with your phone excuse me your potty incident.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about some sort of weird high school incident. No. Um, that I dropped my phone in a toilet. Mm. Pre-using the toilet, for the record. <laughs> That's the first question everybody has.
1: True. But um, you came running out of the bathroom and said,
0: Oh my god, it finally
1: happened! And <laughs> at I a friend's house like, too. At a friend's house. Yeah, sex. I was like, what the hell could that... That's a lot to unpack. It
0: finally fell out of my back pocket into yeah. the toilet, was what I was getting at.
1: And you have like the generation before waterproof iphones of yes course. and there's
0: one super have... annoying spot in my top right corner
1: uh, yeah that's nothing
0: but it was i thought it was ruined
1: but your husband saved the day but
0: you saved the day with some creative googling and someone from finland where was
1: he from? uh eastern europe european okay descent um save the youtube day. channel save the day. subscribe <laughs> click the link above
0: so today i am drinking a very strong chamomile tea
1: nice spiked no. Oh. It's
0: been a long week and I have a headache, so tea it is. <laughs> I was thinking we should start um, sharing what candle we're burning instead of uh, yeah. what we're drinking, because we've been...
1: All about the candles. You've been
0: all about the candles. Call me
1: Chris McCandless. What? Candelarbra. I'm trying to come up with nicknames for it's myself. not working. Okay.
0: No, I got nothing.
1: <laughs> um, today's is Sage and Redberry. Just generic... Berries that are red. Have we
0: told the story about the TSA agent with your candles and your soil?
1: They got fondled a lot. Yeah, I was transporting my.
0: We had some. We had to do some creative my Christmas
1: gifts, luggage
0: packing with all the Christmas gifts and other random things that we brought from home.
1: Yeah,
0: and we brought a second like bag to yeah. check, but was not big enough probably for what we needed. Right,
1: and I had some delicates that needed special handling. So yes, that I had filled very up. Very sexual. I had filled up. My, my backpack with a bonsai starter kit. So
0: seeds and soil, right, in pots.
1: Yeah, but I took out the uh, spade, the knives, and the spade. Yeah, and yeah. as well as three, like and a half candles. Yes, good size candles.
0: Some of them wrapped in socks. What were
1: they wrapped in? Uh, winter hats. Mostly. Winter hats. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the TSA agent. I mean, candles. Like look like a cartoon bomb, which is, I guess is why they get flagged. Yeah, with a wick.
0: Bum, 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 bum. Um,
1: so yeah, she she um, complimented me on some of the scents, which I appreciated. <laughs> she packed them all Especially back the nicely. The anthropology one, I think she, she loved maybe some rum.
0: Wasn't expecting the yeah. anthropology one. Buttered rum. I think she thought about consking that one just to bring it home.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Um, we get ready to get into this podcast?
0: I guess so. I feel like this podcast is like a few weeks old, content-wise, because of the holiday. You can say there.
1: that about a lot of our podcasts. Yeah, we but store like, up things. But
0: recently, we have seen some blockbustery, yeah. movies. But we'd have to hold that in. For You'll now. have
1: to, yeah, and stay save tuned that for that for the next couple. Poor weeks. Bohemian Rhapsody. We're going on like four months.
0: I know, and I don't know when I'm going to get to that book. That might get pushed off again. Um. Yeah. So do you want to start off with some newses? Or do you want to Let's start off it. with a Golden Glo- Globes recap? I mean, they're kind of one and the same for me. For you?
1: Yeah, sure. You go, go ahead. Let us let us know what happened at the Golden Globes.
0: Well, I was a little bit upset about the Golden Globes because I did not realize it was on. And I did not budget time in my schedule of the weekend to watch the Golden Globes for three hours. And I found it very all distracting. All these things are
1: sneaking up on you. You didn't know it was NFL playoffs either, which I guess means that, uh, oh boy, your tea glass is pooping all over you.
0: What, what is it?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: mysterious white powder on the bottom of my tea glass that's now on my leggings.
1: So okay. yeah, I put on the Golden Gloves mostly just so you would be in touch with your Twitter universe.
0: But I needed to get some schoolwork. make sure work you were design, in the know. And it was very distracting. I could not do that at the same time. Like there are some shows and things that I can like half watch, mm-hmm. like sports and stuff. And I was struggling to half watch this.
1: Yeah i I did not enjoy very much of the awards show, partially because I didn't think the things being honored were that Honorable. special, but just because, in the context of everything else that came out this year, I guess they were in relativity um but it also just felt like I know for a long time people have talked about like how annoying these award shows are because it like holds these celebrities up on a pedestal mm-hmm. and it's like they're just sort of like above average looking people like flattering each other and i, I really got even, the sense this year
0: i would argue that they're average looking people who pay a lot of money Dulled to up. look above average yeah i think that if i paid someone to do my hair and makeup and like got plastic surgery on my chin i could
1: look with a limitless uh budget for a dress yes too. i
0: should sure. look just as attractive as some of those women
1: yeah. Not I definitely got Some that feeling uh in this one. Also every
0: time I see Drew Barrymore I think that too. I'm like yeah. God, I
1: Oh Elizabeth Moss oh. is the one for me in the yeah. audience for those things. Like just try a little bit for us, girl. Yeah. You don't have to be offered everywhere.
0: Yeah. She looks better I... as offered
1: sometimes than she does. Because
0: at least as offered kind of she still shows. Has to
1: look like that. Um And even
0: the men too, they always just like wear like a plain suit. Like I applauded my good news person, Darren, for his yeah. cool suit. And like, it wasn't, like, avant-garde. It wasn't, like,
1: Well, more like crazy. Timothy's, who wore the harness.
0: That's fine. He That's is young cool and too. hot. He can wear it when he wants. Yeah. But Darren was, like... It was, like, a classically cut suit, but it had, like, lavender pastel flowers, flowers pattern yeah. on nice. the suit coat. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice, because it was, like, nice-looking, but not, like, crazy. Not like Lady Gaga meat dress.
1: Yeah. No. My other hot take from the Globes was... Like, just sighing at all the old white men, which is not a hot take, I know. Um, like, even the white men who are trying to do the right things and say the right things, it's like, just get off the stage and let other people talk. Mm-hmm. And the other thing for me was, like, especially the Black Panther cast. Like, they were, they're were they way too cool for that scene.
0: Yeah. They're too good for it.
1: Like, you know, a couple of white guys were like, can you guys please get up on stage and do that Wakanda thing? Like, the crowd will go wild. And they're like, Sure. Yeah. We'll sit here and drink your booze and we'll go up and do that. And we won't win anything, but sure, we'll go. We'll come. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because we need to because Way nobody's cool going to support scene. our careers otherwise. Yeah. All the all the rural America white people need to see us on here.
1: Right. So I felt awkward for them cuz I was like, jeez, they could be at a much better party than this." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, your good news was Darren. Specifically yes. the, the end of the speech, I would guess.
0: Um, I actually wish he just shouted out Team Starkid instead of saying totally awesome. Yeah, it has um, been or, one of my- shouted out Go Blue or something. Pet
1: peeves is like he sort of dances around it in a lot of his interviews and stuff too. Like, oh, I got my start playing Harry Potter, ha 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 ha. But I feel like in the mainstream media, he never like goes out of his way to be like, this is where I started.
0: Well, that wasn't his Hollywood start. Sure, but that was his fan base start. I would say he
1: probably just wants to avoid talking about Glee, if anything.
0: Yeah. Um. I I, yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, once you've like won a Golden Globe and been on like a Ryan Murphy like primetime TV show, like I actually don't actually know what was primetime. I use those words interchangeably. It was we
1: dvr art it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. And then you don't necessarily want to be like, one time I did a funny play in college.
1: Sure.
0: Um. Because I think. At some point, he wants to be seen as a serious actor and not like this, like quirky musical YouTube star. I know,
1: but when other people win awards, they just rattle off names that mean nothing to anyone. If he just went, if he was just rattling off names and was like, all the people that talked,ed blah 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 blah. Yeah, that'd be fun. We're we're nitpicking, I'd say.
0: Yes, I was happy that he won. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that he's getting some recognition for his acting. I'm happy for a that show it, that
1: was out like I'm, more than 12 months ago, I think. I'm happy that but it was sure.
0: a one season show so I never have to be playing a serial killer again. Because that show was really not for me. I'm happy for Darren and I watched it just for his face, mm-hmm. but that show traumatized me and I never want to watch another Ryan Murphy show again.
1: Cool. All right. How are we going on our, our Killing Eve watch? We're loving it so far, <laughs> it's really good.
0: You mean The Boy Meets World and Great British Bait? great british bake-off we've been watching that has been fun yeah
1: especially because we think we've seen part of this season but <laughs> try and remember which episodes we've seen we're so definitely old. this definitely this tort we've seen definitely
0: we're so old i'm drinking chamomile tea on a sunday afternoon and we're arguing about whether or not we've seen episodes of the great <laughs> british bake-off i
1: just I've can't seen- get over that his last name is really hollywood i never knew what his name was Mr. Frosted Tips. And her name's Mary Barry. I knew Mary Barry, which is a perfect name, obviously. I thought
0: his name was Paul English for some reason. Paul, <laughs> is Paul English a different person?
1: I bet there's someone named Paul English, yeah. Um, can I jump into some of my good news?
0: I guess so. That was I didn't, I didn't really have... There is a man named Paul English. Good to know. He um, co-founded Kayak.com, apparently.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it does sound like an entrepreneur, actually. English. did you have more on golden globes what were you gonna say no okay um my best news is that do you know what's starting in two hours
0: oh tennis season
1: you knew how did you know because we
0: talked about it recently oh wow cool Ugh.
1: from down under yeah. melbourne it's
0: the melbourne open
1: let's make some picks right here and now
0: um yes
1: finals and winner go men's
0: um can i just say who i don't want to win
1: sure that's even Jovic. better definitely with you on that yep uh, Chilich, i don't want to win the
0: yucky british guy
1: oh no you don't know andy, andy Murray. murray's being put down <laughs> after this tournament <laughs> they're taking him out
0: back and shooting him
1: basically yeah what he cried yesterday cuz he said this was probably going to be it
0: so do we need him to win just for a final oh victory? they're hoping he
1: can like win a set of his first match it's that Yikes. bad he's going to try to play what at part wimbledon of his body as well has he's had given a bad bad hip for 2 mm. years now He says he can't even tie his shoelaces.
0: I don't feel that bad. I don't like his face.
1: Yeah, all this week has been like people, you know, um, memorializing him sort of. I think if you read a few of them, you would grow to like him because he's been very, very proactive in equality terms. Okay. Um, You
0: notice that I didn't say him first. Mostly mm. I want Djokovic to lose. Fair enough. Like that one two years ago when he was on all the advertisements and then lost in the first round. That was awesome. That was, yeah. They built the entire
1: nice. campaign for the the whole tournament around, around him, him. He yeah. lost like
0: literally, maybe not first round, first like week, second round. First week though, first week. It was, yeah, first yeah. week out of what, three, four?
1: Uh, like second round. Tennis rounds. finals are, tennis grand slams are two weeks. 14 so But like second round he lost. Correct, Yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, I guess and, your picks for the men. I assume you think Rafa's in good shape. He had to pull out of Brisbane, but
0: I think he could. I, I'm hoping top four for him.
1: Okay, semifinals. That's fair. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling the same way about Roger. I'm not sure he can win it three years in a row. We had the magical one two years ago. Last year he kind of skated you know by. What the
0: bracket looks like could it be? Yes. Yeah, so Rafa, Roger,
1: or no? um, Roger is three. Rafa's two. Novak is one. So. I don't think so, although tennis sometimes does it weird, so I'm not sure.
0: I don't actually care about the rest of the bracket. I just wanted to know yeah. if it could be a Roger Rafa final.
1: I'm not sure about that.
0: What about the ladies?
1: Um, There's a lot of of talk about who it could be, because it could be a whole bunch of different people. I
0: want to see the Sloan Stevens come back.
1: I kind of want to see Sloan and Serena face off, because I feel like Serena's going to be really amped up, because she hasn't played much since the, uh, the US Open. I want to see Sloan and, and, and Ni- Ni- Naomi. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, Simona Halep still in play. So I just hope that a lot of the good women get into the later part of the tournament because the U.S. Open and Wimbledon, they did not.
0: I just want some young women because I feel like the young men tennis players have been Mm -hmm. garbage. Like they haven't made it very far. Correct. Like I feel like it's still like the old, what do you call it? The old guard? The
1: old guard. So here's the stat for you that I learned from a a tennis podcast. Uh, The only people to have won a set In a Grand Slam, are over the age of 30. No one under the age of 30 has won a set in a Grand Slam. In men. Correct. Yeah. In men.
0: Yeah. Women. The young women have been killing you lately. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was playing off of you saying that. The young men. I'm just saying when
0: they're always like, no one has ever done this. And it's like, no man has ever done that. Serena has done that. So
1: that's funny because that's exactly what Andy Murray is famous for doing. When people talk to him, he says, you forgot about. Uh, Serena oh, Yes, I, I do Venus. remember that quote we talked yep. about
0: it on the podcast last year about how yep. we did that they were like you're the only one he was like no you're saying it wrong correct um, so yeah I think I would like to see more of the young women mm-hmm. and like to have like tennis be kind of a hip sport for young women yep especially because the young men are where are they I don't know yeah um, so it would be nice to see some of the younger women at least one younger woman in the final again to be like the future of the sport situation
1: yeah so I will take Sloan on the women's... No, actually, I'm going to take Serena on the women's side over Sloan, I think, because she's going to be fired up. Uh, and on the men's side, I'm pulling... Oh, uh, I don't know. The dark horse, I think, is Karen on the men's side. Ooh, Karen Who's Hachimel.
0: the Japanese one with the abs? Corey.: uh, Yes, I yeah. like Nisha Corey. Has he not been doing great, right,
1: though? Uh, he's actually been doing really, really good uh, this spring, yeah.
0: I like Nishikori mostly because he often pulls his shirt up to wipe his face off. Yeah. And he has really nice abs.
1: Yeah, so he... So I would root for him. Um, Could be in play for sure. Um, Are you yeah. going to
0: make me do a bracket again?
1: Uh, I tried to look up and see what was going on, and I couldn't find one.
0: Is Australia too good for that?
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Are we going to go to Wimbledon is the question.
1: Oh, uh, that's true. If we... um.
0: If our vacation dreams for this summer come true.
1: It could happen. <laughs> okay, we could get to center core. <laughs> it could happen. <sighs> okay. And
0: do I have to wear all white?
1: I don't think so.
0: Or I might just in case. I don't yeah. want them to kick me out. I just have to make sure I wear white underwear too. Yeah. That was a joke about that guy that wore.
1: <laughs> the black underwear, underwear that time. shorts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Dominic team, I guess it's going to be my pick for...
0: Cause you have now have a Babolat backpack.
1: Yes, and I and I'm preparing for Federer to be done either this year or next year. And so you need to do Dom, a young...
0: A apparently
1: Dommy Dom has a second Instagram where he just posts pictures of animals that he really likes. And he has like a w he had like a whale week or something, so he's like supposedly really adorable online. I think you should follow
0: him. I think him. you need to be his best friend.
1: Oh I love Dommy. Okay. He's adorable. Okay. Oh, that was only good news. Do you have bad news? I have two. Okay.
0: Um, one that I just saw, like, last minute coming in, bad news. Mm-hmm. Do you know who James Watson is? Uh, do you know who Watson and Crick are?
1: Uh, that sounds vaguely familiar.
0: So they are the um people who were famous for figuring out the structure of DNA. Never mind that they stole yeah. it from their female colleague, Edith. Uh...
1: Classic. Oh, oh Edith this is awkward. Now face. you can't even pull out the name. Pull the name out of your ass.
0: Watson and Crick woman. Rosalind Franklin. Sorry. Okay. Not Edith. Ros- Rosalind Franklin. Yeah. Um, Whether or not they stole it from her or just... I think the more accepted answer is that they just didn't give her any credit for mm-hmm. her part in it. Okay. Because she did a lot of their research and didn't get any credit and they sure. published it just the two of them. Um. So the headline that came across today was... DNA pioneer James Watson stripped of honors after he falsified data on race intelligence uh to suggest black inferiority.
1: Wow. That's heavy.
0: So, and he also like it's looking a bit rough. Mm. Um but yeah, apparently he uh falsified some data to make a study seem like uh black people were intellectually inferior. So people are being like, oh, this old dude that stole from a woman also was a racist. So it shouldn't really be a shock, but it still is, I think, when
1: some of this shit comes across. Yeah. Especially revered scientists. Yes. Yeah. You like to think they're impartial types of people.
0: Yeah. I had um someone in my class this year and we did the scientists of color do uh, her report on Rosalind Franklin, which was a little mm-hmm. bit of a stretch. She was Jewish and a woman. Oh,
1: okay. She was a scientist, just not. It was supposed... She
0: was... It depends on your definition of not white, I suppose. Okay. Uh, I accepted it because she was like Eastern European Jew, and I was like, I'm going to let this go. Yeah. Because it's not a white man. And really, what I wanted the project to be called was like, don't be not a, a white, white man. Bag. Yeah. Um, so I let it go.
1: And who invented peanut butter? <laughs> your kids love talking about the inventor of peanut butter. George
0: Washington Carver. Yeah. Uh, he invented peanuts <laughs> in 2001, <laughs> was the <laughs>
1: um, And he might be dead.
0: No, that was a different one. Who was? He's either 40 or dead. (laughs) Oh. Anyways. Yeah. So that was shitty. White dudes being shitty again. Slash still.
1: You could rename this segment to that.
0: My other bad news is, I think I was ranting to you about this the other day, that uh, a legislator in Arizona has introduced a bill to block teachers from discussing political issues
1: Yes, you did tell me this. It
0: was, I don't have the article pulled up anymore, but it was ridiculous the language that was being used. It was like they're not allowed to talk about any issue that's not directly related to the subject they're talking about in class that day. Mm -hmm. And they're not allowed to take a political stance on anything. (laughs) How can you teach a government class?
1: Yeah, social studies. Or a social studies
0: class. And also most science and English would both also be very difficult to teach. Yeah. Without talk
1: about some historical books and not put them in a political context.
0: Yeah, and like talking about evolution or talking sure. about science history. A or political talking. About... Discussion. Yeah, I don't I don't understand how you can possibly enforce that. It just seems like a way to uh have a law to point at to get rid of teachers you don't like. Which yeah. I'm sure is what the guy to was going them, for. Sure. Um but it just seems like bullshit especially in this day and age when it's when it's like uh complacency is supporting the oppressor mm-hmm. or whatever that phrase is i'm just very misquoting it here but basically if you don't do anything you're you're picking a side intentionally and you're picking a yeah. side of the people in power
1: inaction is still an action yeah
0: yes like not choosing to act on either way is an action in support of the current
1: that was very pithy <sighs>
0: I don't know the actual I'm quote. I'm so
1: over governments. Like, ugh.
0: You're, bringing, you're becoming an anarchist? Blah.
1: They're just, oh, blah.
0: All right. Anyway, so just that's just bullshit. And it's just a way for people to like try and protect their children yeah. from learning about that Like, the world isn't perfect. And it's such bullshit. If anything, we should be doing the opposite. And mm-hmm. every single class should Scaring have a Scaring the hell
1: out of people. No,
0: but every single class should have a racial tinge of, or a, not racial, a political tinge of like, this is what... Is taught. Yeah, this is what is not often mentioned, or like yeah. these scientists are the ones that are usually mentioned. But really, we should not forget about this scientist or sure. the contribution of this person. Or um, if we look at a book in this way, we can't forget to look at this side of it. Like it, it just needs to be more of a discussion, and this guy's trying to make it less of a discussion, mm-hmm. and it's bullshit,
1: especially as a teacher. Ah, <sighs> my Anyways. my only bad news is a weird news. Okay, coming to you from Keene, New Hampshire.
0: Okay, been there. Been, Which I decided like
1: thinking of it is kind of like the t- it's kind of like the Minneapolis of New Hampshire, I decided.
0: What is? Keen. Keen.
1: Like if you think of okay. New Hampshire as like the country, it's Minneapolis. Because it's out in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by nothing, has a few colleges and everyone who lives there thinks it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Who's but, from
1: there thinks it's cool. But when
0: really you go cool. there you're just like mm,
1: it's yeah. fine. Anyways, a new Vietnamese restaurant opened there and is called Phu. Keen Great. Okay. And they are being shut down and forced to stop merchandising and to change their name because they were getting trying to be a little too clever with it, if you get it. for keen Great.
0: Yeah, I do get yeah, it. Okay. But they shouldn't matter because nobody in... New Hampshire is gonna pronounce faux correctly anyway. So it's gonna be faux king faux keen.
1: <laughs> That's why I appreciate the cleverness because like you have to have some sort of cultural yes, knowledge in order to, to get, get the there. joke. Yeah. So hat tip. Small hat tip to you. So go buy their t shirts while you still can. No, I don't care that much. <laughs> um All right. Well, I see you're on your phone on a really cool website. So maybe we should advertise them. We should do an app while we're here. What is this beautiful mobile layout you're on?
0: Book Digits b-double o-k-d-i-g-i-t-s dot com. Dot com. Right now, I'm using it to sort through all of the books that I've read and rated on here by um, alphabetized title. Okay. Because somebody is looking for recommendations of a book that starts with B. There's There's a challenge going on. ABC diet where you can only eat.
1: Eat foods that start with A, B, or C.
0: There's a challenge going around on Bookstagram that's like, read one book for every letter of the alphabet, which I uh, don't have time for that noise, but...
1: Bookstagram's getting a little, little desperate for ideas, I'd say. Possibly.
0: Uh, but I'm trying to look for a book starting with a B that I would recommend.
1: Um, So yeah, I, I, just, I just paid 15 paid 99 to renew the bookdigits.com domain, so if you're interested in making a donation of that
0: Please help us. Amount help us with poor. <laughs>
1: uh, but January is a great month to get into book digits. Mm-hmm. We don't have anyone in the diamond club yet. You could be the first into the diamond club. You're not
0: going to be behind on your achievements. Your you goal, can, like, yeah. Get your shit together for that. Can be like what I've been saying is it's really hard to organize your whole life. You might as well just organize your book, your TBR pile. Yeah. To and read
1: list. public service announcement for you, honey, I would definitely do that on a laptop later because you can look at a hundred books on a page. And if I accidentally, or scrolling click, baby. If I accidentally click one, or scrolling then I baby. lose the whole thing. <laughs>
0: and I just painted my nails and they're wet. There's a whole situation oh going my on God. over here.
1: All right, let's keep things moving. This this podcast could be over in like five or six minutes because the things we're talking about... <laughs> Neither
0: of us really remember, have <laughs> much to say.
1: Oh, I'm such a great salesman for this podcast. Uh, book or movie first? Should we rock, paper, scissors for it? Um, I don't actually care enough to do that.
0: I think we should talk about the book because I mm-hmm. think it. then we can get some of our author feels out yeah. on the book. Or should we talk about the movie because that's the one I like better?
1: Um... I think we should talk about the movie, yeah, I guess. Okay. Good to bad.
0: So today we are talking about two different um, Nick Hornby mm-hmm. stories. Uh, he's the author that I mentioned last week. If you caught this, you probably didn't. But I mentioned, oh, I'm going to talk later about um, an author who I keep reading works of his and can't find one as good as the first one. Uh and Uh, i
1: feel like i have that in so many different facets of my life like i turned on that john mulaney comedy special on netflix because it just popped up and for once i was like you know what netflix i am semi-interested in watching that right now let's Mm -hmm. put it on and then we spent the rest of the day trying to find decent comedy specials and pretty much struck out
0: yeah Mm. the one we watched was like okay
1: um okay so we're talking about juliet naked which Mm -hmm. apparently came out last year i had no idea that it did did you
0: no i didn't even hear anything about it which it has famous people in it too it has um my man Nico Dowd. what's his name chris Chris o'dowd O'Dowd.
1: has rose byrne rose byrne
0: not a huge fan of but
1: and uh and uh what's his face was the rock star why is he not on this list um
0: yeah what's his face what's ethan hawk ethan hawk
1: yeah um, so this was, uh, I, was the first... I don't think it was straight to DVD, but maybe it was like, I think maybe it, it only like came out release, in the like UK maybe. AD or maybe. Yeah.
0: Um, so Juliet Naked is the first book I'd read of Nick Hornby, mm-hmm. which did you recommend it to me?
1: Wow. It made $60,000 in the US on opening weekend. Is
0: that a lot or not a lot?
1: That's like one movie theater could do that. No. Oh. In a day. So not a lot. Not a lot. And only 3 million total since then.
0: But nobody they
1: came out in August at the end. So they like buried it in the end of summer.
0: Guess. Weird. It was filmed a, in Kent. It was a fine enough
1: indie It was a movie. fine book indie movie. Like you yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so Juliet Naked, did you recommend it to me? Did you read it and tell me to read it?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: So I really liked Juliet Naked. It was had uh mostly I think I liked it because I am such a sucker for epistolary things. Mm-hmm. So it was partially epistolary, just the right amount of like British dark humor. Yep. And the right amount of kind of like finding yourself mm-hmm. story. Um, or like kind of a second chance story. In right.
1: a romantic comedy, but not a tropey romantic not comedy. Not a rom com, really. more yeah. of
0: like a witty yeah. romance. Or
1: sad sad single people.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed it. And the book you're saying. The yeah. book. And since then I have read three other Two or three other Nick Hornby books, and I've yeah. been disappointed each time. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally put like two more on my to-read list because I keep thinking one of these. No, I think
1: you got to give that one up. One
0: of these must be anywhere near as good as Juliet Naked was because I mm-hmm. think that was like an A, A or A minus book for me. Like I really liked it. Uh, yeah. Probably an A minus.
1: If only um, we had a website we could check. Let's oh. see. I'm on, I'm on it, baby. You keep talking.
0: So. Yeah, that's one that I read, and I was like, "Oh, all his books must be like this," and they're they're not. At least not they the all other kind ones of I've want
1: read. to be, but they're not. This is definitely his best. I gave it an A minus, and you we didn't write reviews. Gosh, we read it a long time ago then. I think it was pre
0: book digits, That's why. And then we imported, February twenty fourth, twenty fifteen, because yeah. you can import your reviews onto book digits from other popular book sites.
1: Uh, you gave it an A. Full yeah, a. so I gave
0: it a full A. Yeah. So. Anyway, so your mom, yep, brought it Bring, home from the library. She and brings like a insisted lot. Well, on she brings a it.
1: lot of things home from the library, and this is like a perfect example of a library DVD yes. where some librarian was like, "Oh, that looks cute." It's based on a book. Yeah, we'll do exactly. A book, we'll do a
0: book display.
1: Yeah. Um, so yes, she required us to watch it once I mentioned that we might have some it interest. Almost
0: in. started the biggest family fight of Christmas.
1: What's new? Um, yeah. So you want to give a little context about the plot?
0: Sure. So the plot of the book is that this the main character,
1: uh, Annie.
0: Annie lives in the UK. It's
1: a little misdirection and, at first in terms of what the who the love interest is going yes, to be. So
0: she works in a small town and lives with her kind of uh, uninteresting boyfriend,
1: mm-hmm. who is like college nerdy type,
0: obsessed with this one musician from like the 90s tucker
1: Crow, who's um, he's fictionalized yeah but uh,
0: obsessed with this one like uh what would you call like 90s grunge yeah indie musician yeah. i
1: don't not well versed enough in musical lore to like do a comparison but it's kind of like a singer songwriter like maybe if elliot smith hadn't killed himself i think or damien rice but american
0: yeah i don't know um and
1: uh, his name is Duncan. Is the, the boyfriend's the name is Duncan. Fanboy, yeah.
0: Uh So Annie just like does not, is just not happy with her life. She's working at a job that she kind of got stuck at when her dad died. She's stuck in this town that she didn't have that much affection for. And she's kind of in this rut of a relationship, dead end relationship with this guy who loves this disappeared musician more than her. Correct. And she doesn't give a shit about this musician. So there, uh, he gets sent, the boyfriend Duncan gets sent like a acoustic. Yep. Uh, version of his favorite CD from Correct. Tucker, the Crumb.
1: legendary album,
0: and starts a big fight because Annie listens to it before she he does. opens it
1: and listens to it. Yeah.
0: Um, and then he just like has like instant orgasm when he listens to this, mm-hmm. and like posts about it on the on his like website that he runs, his forum. Mm-hmm. And she gets so mad about his reaction that she goes onto the forum <laughs> and just like shit talks it all over the place. Negative review, yeah. And one person writes back and is like, yeah, you're correct. Uh you're the only one correct on this website or something. And then that person emails her and says, Hey, I'm the real Tucker Crow. Thanks for that post. You're yeah. exactly correct. Like, whatever. And then she's like, holy shit,
1: he's actually Tucker Crow!" Right. And they go through the back and forth of, that can't really be him. Oh, it's really him. He yeah. He gives enough info to verify it.
0: And then they have this kind of very open back and forth because it's fairly anonymous. Like, they don't really know each other. There's sure. no connections. They live across the world from each other, across mm-hmm. the ocean at least. And um,
1: Right. Because at this point, Tucker Crow is...
0: In basically hiding, a basically. deadbeat
1: dad, sort of, of, yes. like, multiple children across multiple women.
0: Across multiple continents, because yeah. he just, like, when he was on tour, just, like, fucked sure. everybody, and all of a sudden has all these babies, and he doesn't, he's, like, too, feels too guilty to take responsibility for. Yeah.
1: so it seems like he's still living off his, his album money, I guess, but is basically doing nothing with his life. So they just kind of share... Their miseries, more or less.
0: Yeah. And Annie, of course, doesn't tell any of this to Duncan Mm because she knows his reaction, what his reaction would be. Um, And then eventually it all comes to a head. They meet face to face, and then they kind of don't, and then they kind of do, and Mm -hmm. like it becomes a whole thing. Yep. And uh, the movie did a pretty good adaptation. I thought the casting was pretty good. Yep. Uh, Chris O'Dowd, I find him funny anyways, and he was perfect as Duncan. Yeah. Um, cause he was meant to be slightly annoying and fanatic. Yeah. Um, but also like thinks he's better than he, like he's got, he's a little pretentious or has a chip on his shoulder.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then the scene when, um, in the kitchen with the, mm-hmm. that was really well done. I thought. thought real. Yeah. Um, and Ethan Hawke was fine. Uh, yeah. that character is supposed to be kind of blah yeah. a little bit. Um, I thought he did Where he like job. has
1: good good intentions, but he's done so much he's fuckery like fuck in the up, past yeah. that is it really going to make up for it? And uh, yeah, I thought Rose did did uh, her English quite well.
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of her, but she was she was good in this role. I thought mm-hmm. um, once again she was kind of supposed to be a little bit irritating and lost, and I thought that worked for her. So I thought the casting was really good, and that's why I'm surprised that. It didn't get even a little bit more. Higher billing, yeah. Higher billing or buzz or advertising or anything because it's real actors, like mm-hmm. name, not, whatever. Named Household actors, names, kind yeah. of,
1: yeah. Um, there so was, was also the lesbian sister, which I'm sure was in the book and it's just kind of shoehorned in there. Like A lot of the lesbian jokes were like not terribly nuanced or modern. Well, it was written in
0: 2009. Correct, so which I'll we'll get gosh,
1: into more about Maybe when we talk that about the other bit. book discussion.
0: Um, so overall, I thought it was a fine indie book adaptation Mm -hmm. Um, i would read the book first because i think yeah i don't know that it would have worked as much if i hadn't read the book i think i would have been like what is going on in this movie Mm -hmm. whereas having read the book i was like oh yeah this happens yeah oh yeah that's a pretty good job of that scene or whatever Mm -hmm. um i feel like we're being very neutral about this yeah. I didn't it, have a ton of feelings about it. I was interested to keep watching it. Yeah. Like, it was engaging. I don't really remember
1: how things wrapped up, either. Me neither.
0: And it was engaging, and, like, uh, it kept my interest, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much of that was because I didn't remember how the book ended, and how much of that was the movie <laughs> itself, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Um There's enough humor to, to carry it through. Like, the hospital scene, mm-hmm. when all of Tucker's many children kind of... Converge. Converge into one room. Um...
0: And it had a good story too, like a uh, good meaning too. like, it's never mm-hmm. too late to reinvent yourself or it's sure. never late too late to kind of um, cop up to past mistakes and mm-hmm. try and fix things. Like you can always try to fix things.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Should we move on?
1: Let's move on.
0: Um, so the other one we're going to talk about is uh, one of his books, his most famous book for sure that you'll probably go, oh, that was Nick Hornby uh, mm-hmm. about a boy. Yep. So there's been... Quite a few adaptations of this. Uh, there was the Hugh Grant version. That was a movie. Mm-hmm. There was that version on TV with that guy. Uh, the guy from New Girl. The hot doctor. That um, Sam. That she dated. Okay. He's, British, yeah. He started He it. played the he dude. He was the dude. Um, so, and then there's been like other adaptations too. And reading the book, uh, I could see why there have been adaptations. Yeah. Because it is kind of like a classic story the the real vague bare bones of the story is kind of just like a classic plot that you could do a lot with Mm -hmm. um i mostly read it because we found it at a used bookstore for pretty cheap and i liked the cover Mm -hmm. of this one
1: i'm just doing a sort of nick hornby's books on book digits best rated so juliet naked we're we're correct about that Mm -hmm. there's some like short stories and some foreign language stuff but we'll scroll past that uh, about a Boy is next, then High Fidelity, then A Long Way Down, and then Funny Girl.
0: So I've read uh, A Long Way Down and About a Boy. Mm-hmm. Funny Girl was on my to-read list, and then I took it off because I saw someone do like a bad review and I didn't think I would like it. Yep. And I have not read High Fidelity. I don't remember which
1: ones. So About on a Boy, list. I gave a C-, and you gave a C-, minus. oh my gosh, I mean, we are I on I never point. agree
0: with book reviews.
1: Um so I read it more recently so you said I would have to give a
0: I read it over the summer. Summary. So it's been it's been a while. It's been a minute for me. So
1: um so there are basically two major characters um in about a boy. Will The boy? Yeah, okay, the boy <laughs> the boy is Marcus and the about is Will. Um so his name is Will Freeman and he is a single Bum, I guess. It's British bum.
0: Mm, not a bum. Like a a lad. Like a rich, yeah. stuck-up white boy who doesn't need to work. work or do anything and kind of just like sits around all day. And
1: he wants to find like the laziest way to get women to sleep with Correct.
0: him. Correct. Without having him to like go out.
1: Yeah. So his
0: background
1: is that his father wrote a famous Christmas song and he's living off the royalties. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of like a meh setup, especially because they, uh, Nick Hornby writes in the lyrics of the Christmas song and they're absolutely terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, this would not be a catchy Christmas carol that people would sing. So I didn't believe that. I didn't buy that.
0: Why does he have so many books that been made into movies? Isn't High Fidelity yeah, a movie? I think so. And Fever Pitch. Is that like Fever Pitch that Jimmy Fallon did with Drew Barrymore?
1: Um... No, it is not about the Boston Red Sox. Are you sure? I'm like 99.5%. No, but it's
0: about him being a soccer fan.
1: I think that might be why they named it that. Maybe it is. But above all, is
0: one for everyone who knows what it really means to have a losing season. I wow. think they took it and adapted it to be adapted a Boston. It. Okay.
1: That's why I didn't say I was 100% sure.
0: That was not on my to read list. The ones I have on my to read list at the moment are high. It's coming back. High Fidelity and How to Be Good, hmm. which was another one that had a decent grade and didn't seem like it would be that um, demeaning to women.
1: So yeah, uh, Will has basically nothing to do all day except try to get laid. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks his most brilliant strategy is to search for MILFs, basically, mm-hmm. single MILFs. Um, so he joins SPAT, which is single parents alone together, and he starts going to this support group and making up-
0: Makes up a child. The
1: existence, like on a few different occasions. He's not very good at it. Um, and so he, of course, gets into some shenanigans because if he does meet people who are interested in, in him there, they're expecting to see a child. And Education was by him, too? I thought... I've seen that movie, yeah. I actually like that movie, okay. That has no ratings on both digits? It's actually, like, the screenplay of... Okay. I think he did the movie first. Gotcha. Um, So, yes. Will gets into some trouble for lying, obviously. Because he he does it very poorly. And doesn't really think it through all the way. But somehow, this odd attempt to get laid leads to a connection with a woman who he doesn't really want to have sex with, but whose child latches on to him. Yes. And that child's name is Marcus.
0: Yes, and Marcus has some sort of autism or something. He's on the spectrum. Spectrum. Um, Whereas he doesn't really understand social cues and is just a little bit... He's
1: just not really crushing it in the school...
0: Yeah, and it's school kind
1: of—I don't
0: know—it's kind of played off a little bit that he maybe is just in middle school and is awkward, mm-hmm. and a little bit of like maybe he actually does have like some sort of social disorder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I feel like we're making it sound a lot cuter than it is. It's
1: not—not. Not it
0: cute. didn't work for me. Um, the main character is supposed to be kind of a Pratt. prat. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm supposed to say in British terms, or no, a wanker? I um I'm just going to yell out British derogatory <laughs> terms and maybe one of them will be correct. Bloody hell. Um so he's Triple just like
1: fantastic, Work, mate. Don't, spoilers. Okay.
0: Um he it's just kind of a dickhead. Like coming he's, of age
1: novel. Ugh, I don't agree with coming that.
0: Coming of age for whom? Um mm. he's just not very likable and he's not supposed to be likable, but I still just like didn't care to read about him. And The best scenes were with him and Marcus, but there aren't that many of them. No. For it being a a book that's supposed to be about the two of them, about a boy, there's not that many scenes between the two of them. Like Marcus's perspective was the more interesting one because he was Mm -hmm. kind of accidentally witty or accidentally funny, and it was a little bit interesting to see. It was almost like the Curious Incident um, book where it's like interesting to read from the kid's point of view.
1: I hated the perspectives in this book. I wanted it to be. Chapter by chapter, first double first person I would have been okay with in this mm-hmm. situation. Instead, it was blended third person, and I did not enjoy it.
0: No, that's sloppy. There's very rarely a, an excuse for blended third person, this, and yeah. this book did not give a proper reason for it. No. And, yeah, it just didn't work. Like, the ending didn't make any sense. The plot points didn't make any sense. The choices that he made, I guess, were supposed to not make sense because he's an idiot, but... Mm-hmm. It just didn't work for me. Like, the synopsis sounds adorable. And I'm like, I love a good, like, weird friendship kind of thing. Sure,
1: found family is one of your favorite things.
0: This was not that. It it didn't work. No, I
1: was mildly invested in Marcus. I wanted to see him succeed. And actually, his kind of romantic fling is cuter and more interesting than Will's grown-up stuff.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: Because Marcus eventually latches on to a friend who kind of gets him at school. Yes. And um, who nobody else
0: kind of gets their relationship, but it works. Right. Um, my biggest problem I realized after it, after reading it, was that uh, this book especially didn't work for me because one of my favorite chick flicks mm-hmm. did it better than this.
1: Um, I don't know which one it is. The one
0: with Brittany Murphy and Dakota. Uptown Fanning. Girls. Uptown Girls. Yeah. Pretty similar. Yeah, I see. Rich, the rich white girl whose yeah. dad wrote one famous song, mm-hmm. and she's been living off of that. Except her story is more um, relatable, or more how do you say it? Like you feel bad for them.
1: Yeah, uh, empathetic. Empathetic. Uh, yeah, you can
0: empathize more with her because she runs out of money mm-hmm. and has to get a job, and ends up getting a job with she as a nanny. a nanny. Right. Yeah. So okay. her and this little girl bond. Uh, over in a less awkward manipulative uh-huh. situation yeah. like they're forced together in like a job situation but nobody's like deceiving the other one yeah and it works because the little girl is very serious and kind of teaches Brittany murphy to be more of a grown-up and Brittany mm-hmm. murphy is like really fun and silly and teaches the little girl to like have fun mm-hmm. and it works really well and there's like a little bit of a romance thing in there. And then there's like this cool ending and the song is much better. Yep. So after reading it, I was like, man, this really didn't work. But it reminded me of something. I was like, Oh, it's that movie. Really similar dynamics, similar main characters, except she is much more inherently likable and, and empathetic and sympathetic. Um, and their relationship is less weird." You
1: want to see what happens to her too. In this case, I was like kind of rooting for, will to fail in all his endeavors, and then when he just kind of, you know. It's
0: like, oh, he's become a slightly better person. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And he once in a while opens the door for people, yay. Yeah. Like, I was not invested in his development at all.
1: Um. So, yeah, I think your comparison is a very good one. It also reminded me of My Mad Fat Diary in terms of the setting.
0: Are we to watch more of that sometime.
1: Possibly, yeah. It's very, like outside London, like suburban UK, yes. I guess, in terms of its cast and and tone. Um, and also they were obsessed with kind of grunge music in um, My Mad Fat Diary, mm-hmm. uh, Oasis, in this case... Yes. Um, Nick Hornby is, like, really pushing his Nirvana and Kurt Cobain love. Yes. Um, so I guess, like, there's the music element, which runs through, I assume, almost all of his books. Yeah. I assume High Fidelity has some music element.
0: I don't remember. Have you read A Long Way Down?
1: No, that one's over so there. We
0: that as well. Mm. That one also didn't work for me. And that one also has a movie that was like an indie movie that was supposedly terrible and I never
1: saw it. So if you really love Nirvana, then you might get a a kick out of it, perhaps.
0: I mean, there were some parts that I like. His writing style is still decently witty and interesting. Like, there were some parts that I kind of chuckled at or got a kick out of, especially like some funny comments that Marcus made or some little aside um, from from Nick. Uh, What's his name?
1: Um, Will. Will.
0: Um, But overall, it just was... I don't know. Didn't it do also
1: it is just very dated I feel like. Yes. I think the thing I enjoyed most about it was it the book came out in 1998 and I think is taking place in the present tense at that point. Yeah. I was most most okay. interested to try to understand what someone with no job would do all day long in 1998 Without with no that. internet. <laughs> and it seemed to amount to grocery shopping and record shopping. Yeah. And, and not much else bad TV yeah and listening to music yeah yeah and I was just like I don't know I know what should I be yearning for those days I know the internet has fucked up my brain forever but I feel like I get more done and and put more into my brain both good and bad
0: yes and I just appreciate that the internet even though sometimes it's overwhelming and I feel like I'm bad at keeping touch with people because everyone is so accessible all the time that Mm -hmm. that sometimes is a bad thing. But it's also sometimes a good thing. Like, I can send a message to one of my friends in Australia right now and they will get it right now. Yeah. And I can, if I don't feel like talking to someone I actually know, I can go on Bookstagram and, like, message with someone about a random book or Mm -hmm. I can go on my Harry Potter group and, like, be like, hey, how's everyone's day? Like, it does connect you with people. So I think that that kind of loneliness that he was portraying Mm -hmm. is a different sort of loneliness when you have the internet.
1: That's very true. I like how you said that. I think we should wrap it up there on your poetic stance. Do we (laughs) have any more Boy Meets World poetry to wrap up today? I have a Boy Meets World
0: sweatshirt. Will you accept that? (laughs)
1: Um, I don't really have any upcoming stuff either. I was going to ask you um, what's your Oscar Best Picture pick because I was just going to comment on the fact that I really hope The Academy. Best not be bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody? Did you say that on purpose? (laughs) No, that was a
0: good Freudian (laughs) slip.
1: Uh, I'm just really hopeful that they stick to their guns about not having a host now. I was going to bring that up in good news potentially. Because I even felt like uh, Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg were, like, a waste of talent on that thing. Like, all they need to do at the Academy Awards is do a pre-filmed SNL-type sketch Mm -hmm. with a few famous people saying some weird shit, making fun of themselves, and then have a voiceover do all the rest of the introductions and stuff.
0: Don't Don't even do a voiceover. Have the people that come up to introduce it. Do the introducing. Why is there a host when there's different people? I'm just saying, people- someone
1: say, here's someone coming to the stage so they get to be clapped for. But no.
0: you can see who's coming to the stage. Yeah, Why don't you if just they're have, not it, famous have it on okay. the screen?
1: I like that, too. Have it on
0: the screen, have their name on the screen, and as they walk out, people clap, and then they, like, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, are we going to talk about the dumb sorting that Green Book was a musical, yeah. and Bohemian Rhapsody was a drama.
1: I think I mentioned that Bohemian probably Bohemian Rhapsody they came was out.
0: a live concert show that was enjoyable to watch.
1: Correct. It was
0: not a good movie as a film.
1: Yeah, and I haven't seen Green Book, but I really don't think it's a a true comedy. And or a I know musical. there's a musical element to it, but, but because it's
0: an about a musician, does not make it a musical, as shown by Bohemian Rhapsody being in the fucking drama category. Yeah,
1: so that's dumb. And but would have been what would have been dumber was if the Academy Awards had stuck to their idea of doing best popular movie and best film, where Black Panther was going to win best popular movie and something else. I don't even know what was the best artsy type film I don't this know. year
0: I didn't see any probably what artsy movies did we even see
1: Can't think of any.
0: Um I was since we didn't really have um a lot of upcoming and I we talked about books a lot last episode but I didn't really talk about upcoming books mm-hmm. so I was just going to go through and do a rapid fire of like upcoming books that I haven't um that I'm excited for
1: on your gigantic to read list. Yes. All right, hit me with some.
0: I mean my most fa- my most excited one that I've already talked about mm-hmm. is um
1: Gosh, you're so excited uh, to even remember the name. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to type and talk at the same time. Is Wayward Sons by Rainbow Rowell. Right. Um, and also, um, Tommy Iriyami, Adi- the one who did Children of Blood and Bone, she's coming uh-huh. out with a sequel, which I'm excited about. Um, most of these are just other random ones. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, like, go through – I've already talked about some of these, but I'm going to go through the other ones. Again But Better by Christine Riccio, uh, Famous in a Small Town by Emma Mills, We Contain Multitudes by Sarah Henstra, Mm -hmm. How Not to Ask a Boy to Prom by S.J. Gosley, The Music of What Happens by Bill Conisberg, The Love and Lies of Ruksana Ali, um, the Weight of the Stars by Kay Antgrom, The Tenth Muse by Catherine Chung. Some of these might already be out. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Dealing in Dreams, Lillian Rivera, All of Us with Wings, Michelle Ruse Keel, Going Off Script, Jen Wilde, A Place for Wolves, Kosoko Jackson, You Ask for Perfect, Laura Silverman, The Princess and the Fangirl, Ashley Post- Poston, Wicked Fox by Kat Cho.
1: Gosh, you are just a, a PR machine. Something
0: like Gravity by Amber Smith, Heartstopper Volume 1 by Alice Oseman. It's a webcomic that I really like. The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. I Wish You All the Best by Mason Deaver. With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Acevedo. The Water Cure by Sophie McIntosh. A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemmer. We Sit the Dark on Fire by Taylor K. Mejia. Oh, God, that was horrible. Mejia? I don't know. Um, the Other Side of Lost by Jesse Kirby. Uh, the Fever King by Victoria Lee. Internment by Samira Ahmed. Um, Pet by Ak. Wakey, amazing! Sorry, they could have named her anything. Stephanie Jimenez, How to Be Remy Cameron. You sound like Winters. you just won an
1: award, and you're thanking everyone. <laughs> the Importance of
0: Being Wild at Heart by Arzamora. My God, this is like
1: one twentieth. The of Weight of Our read Sky,
0: list. Hannah Alcaph. We Hunt the Flame, Hafsa Fazal. Opposite of Always, Justin A. Reynolds. There needs to
1: be a a name generator tool online for these types of books.
0: That was it, I think. Okay,
1: I have one. <laughs> uh, okay, Jasper Fjord. Has a new standalone book. He has so many series in place that he never finishes.
0: Why did we not get a Shades of Grey sequel ever?
1: Um, yeah, no, there has was never so been one. so good, and that
0: was like four years ago, and it was a million pages. Yes. Yeah, so
1: this is called Early Riser. It is a standalone novel where the human population has to hibernate every winter.
0: Oh, can I please do that? Where do I sign up for that? <laughs> it's all I've needed lately is some hibernation.
1: Okay, and let's. I'm just thinking before we go, if we log into our Book Digits account... Are we at the same level? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I'm going to read a 500-page book before you do.
0: Possibly, because I have a couple in the library. bitching
1: and moaning about library holds. the challenges.
0: Oh, yeah, because 500-page book is a lot. And I have some books from the library and the book for one of our upcoming podcasts that I have to read, and they're all under 500.
1: Well, this podcast has been kept <gasps> under a svelte one hour, so you're welcome, people.
0: Even with my just monotone naming of books that may or may not be coming out this mm-hmm. year or have already come out it's unclear
1: go forth watch lots of late night tennis
0: thanks for listening as always you can follow us at Get Down on twitter or at bookdigits on instagram
1: Graham,
0: and we'll see you next time
1: later babe